we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory. And the honor, Lord, we lift our hands in worship, as we lift your holy name, for you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you, for you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you, how great. This our God, sing with me a great. This our God, I know sing a great, a great. This our God, more of you. Jesus, more of you, 
And so this cry is not just a cry. We cry in our spirit and it ends there. But it is a a driving cry that takes us down to our knees in, in fellowship with him in prayer. It is a cry that drives us into the word of the Lord to experience and encounter him. Not just experience, but to know him in his word of truth. Hallelujah. It is not just a mere cry. It's not just in song that we just sing because it's nice. No, it is a deep cry that comes from the inner recesses of our spirits, driving us to our knees in prayer, driving us into the word of God, hallelujah, to experience and to encounter God in his truth, to experience and encounter God, hallelujah. We want more of him. We want to be filled through and through, hallelujah. The Bible says that but being filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. This is the essence of our faith. Hallelujah. It spells to us in what we delight as believers. And you know, I I really thank God because this is a Jemima. The songs the Holy Ghost gave you to minister were just in line with the message that I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to minister tonight. Hallelujah. It's just wonderful. Amen. We thank the Lord. The, the Lord is at work among us. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, there's, there's, there's a cry of the Spirit. There's a longing of the Spirit that his children would, would draw closer. His children would would come deeper. Hallelujah. There's a cry of the Spirit. Amen and amen. Okay. We would we'll, we'll draw deeper into Him. Hallelujah. We we'll draw deeper into Him. We we'll delight more and more in Him. We we'll delight more and more in Him. The Bible says that, but His delight is in the law of the Lord. And the reason His delight, when we talk about delight, that is His enjoyment, His pleasure. The thing that interests him the most, the thing that his heart is committed to the most, the thing that brings him pleasure and satisfaction is in the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the reason it is in the law of the Lord is because it is the law of the Lord. It is because of the Lord. His real desire, his real pleasure, his real enjoyment and satisfaction is in the Lord. And he knows where to get that in his law. Hallelujah. That is in his word. Amen and amen. Amen. So it drives him into the word. And as a believer, if the spirit be in you, this will be your testimony. As each one of us, we know that we 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 sense this in our spirit, man, every day. Brethren, any other desire that seeks to supplant this desire for the Lord, for the word of the Lord in our hearts, is an evil desire. Any other desire. That seeks to compete and usurp the place of this desire in our heart is an evil desire. Cast Mm. it away. Hallelujah. Hear me. Hear me. Cast it away. Cast it away. It is the whole essence of being born again. Jesus said, that which is born of spirit 
is spirit. That which is born of flesh is flesh. Hallelujah. And Paul tells us in the book of Romans chapter number 8, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. That is, they interest themselves in the things of the flesh. They desire the things of the flesh. They enjoy the things of the flesh. They take pleasure in the things of the flesh. And because of that, they follow after, they pursue, they chase, they go after the things of the flesh. The things of the flesh are the things that excite them. They come alive in the things of the flesh. But the Bible says that they that are of the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. That means the spiritual things Hold the dear place in their heart. It means that spiritual things is what brings them excitement, enjoyment. They are excited about spiritual things. Hallelujah. Uh, they, are, they are concerned about it. holds that precious place in their heart. So because of that, they follow after, they chase after, they go after. Hallelujah. Amen. The things of the spirit. Amen and amen. Amen. And I love what it says in continuation. Says, but you, talking to the believers, he says, but you are not of the flesh. He's showing you who you are. He's showing you who you are so that you can place your desires right. He said, but you are not of the flesh. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Because he that is born of the Spirit is spirit. And we, Amen. dearly beloved, are born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're born of the Spirit. That reality must sink deep down into your spirit, man, that I am born of the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says that he that is born of the Spirit is Spirit. That means your spirit. You are not of the flesh. You are of the Spirit. He says that, but you are not of the flesh. So every day remind yourself, I am not of the flesh. I am not of the flesh. I am of the Spirit. I am of the Spirit. And if I'm of the Spirit, that means I mind the things of the Spirit. I am concerned about the things of the Spirit. I delight myself in the things of the Spirit. What brings me joy? What brings me excitement? What brings me satisfaction are the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And tonight we'll explore that and how to find delight and how to grow your spiritual appetite. Because I tell you what, the moment you set your heart to grow your spiritual appetite, the devil and the flesh will connive and condone against you to you sap that desire in your heart with fleshly desires. Remember what Jesus said to Peter. And in what he said, his statement to Peter, he revealed something about how the devil works. When Jesus said he was going to Jerusalem to die, the Bible says that Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. And the Bible says immediately Jesus turning to Peter, he said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, for you serve not the things of God, but the things that be of men. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, for you savor not. What does the word savor mean? That is, you do not concern yourself with the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. 
That is the devil. He concerns himself with the things that be of men. What is, what, is, what is the dichotomy here? The things of the spirit and the things of the flesh. The things that excite God. The things that God delights in and the things that men delight in, in their fallen nature. Satan promotes. Satan pushes. Satan exalts the things that men delight in. He does not exalt and promote the things that God delights in. So he does not favor the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. And that is why Satan can easily, easily. Satan can easily. Now than condone with men. Because he always presents things that men are after in their flesh. So if you're a believer and you yield yourself to the flesh, that is what happens. You can easily, Satan will easily, easily connive with you. Hallelujah. Amen. And as a believer, you should always live with the truth that you are the Spirit. Amen and amen. amen. And learn to grow. Learn to develop spiritual appetite. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Learn to amen. grow and learn to develop spiritual appetite. Your appetite for certain things in the world must cease. That's what the Bible says. Love not the world. Neither the things therein. Delight not yourself in the world, neither the things therein. For if anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in. That means it would begin to cause your delight in the things of the Spirit to grow cold. Mm. It will begin to cause for the desire, your delight in the things of the Spirit to grow cold. Hallelujah. The Bible says that because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. What is iniquity? But indulgences in the flesh. That's simply what it is. Hallelujah. Indulgences in the flesh. That is why the Bible says that in the last days, men will no longer endure sound doctrine. But they will hear for themselves preachers who tell them what they want to hear. Why would they heap for themselves preachers who tell them what they want to hear? Because those preachers would tell them things that have to do with the flesh, and they want to hear things of the flesh. Hallelujah. But this message is supposed to help us not fall into that trap. Amen and amen. Amen. They are very good suggestions but they be not of God. The Bible says that if you be risen with Christ, set your mind on things above. You see, all throughout the revelation of the New Testament, the instructions we have in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit shows us who we are and where we are in Christ. And from that revelation, he tells us what we ought to do. Amen and amen. So he says, if you be risen with Christ, Set your mind on things above where Christ is seated. 
Hallelujah. Set your mind on things above where Christ is seated. If you've been risen with Christ, amen and amen. Developing and growing your spiritual appetite. It is very important. What God wants for us as believers is that we would delight in him. And the evidence of our delight in God is our delight in his word. That is our evidence. That is the evidence of your delight in God because God and his word are one. God and his word are what? One. So the evidence of your delight in God is your delight in the word of the Lord. The more you stay in God's word, the more your spiritual appetites are developed and they grow. Then you begin to see that the things of this world do not hold any value in your eyes anymore. Hallelujah. The things of the flesh. Jesus said, he prayed a prayer before he left. He said, Father, I'm not saying that take them out of this world. No. But you protect them in this world. Then he said something very interesting. He says, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. You understand? You are in the world, but you are not of the world. That is the whole, you know, that is the whole understanding of our Christian faith. That though we dwell in, the, in this world, we are not of this world. Hallelujah. We, we, are, we are not products of this world. Amen and amen. Amen. We are of God. The, the apostle says, ye are of God, little children. Hallelujah. He's showing you where you came from. Ye are of God, little children. Ye are of God, little children. Ye are of God, little children. But you are not in the flesh. But in the spirit, it so be that the spirit of Christ dwells in you. So the reality of who you are and where you are is very paramount to determining the kind of desires that you develop in yourself. Amen and amen. So that must be established first. As a believer, let's establish it again. As a believer... You are not of the flesh, you are of the spirit, because the spirit of Christ dwells in you. So yes. be spiritual. Somebody say, be spiritual. Be spiritual. Hallelujah. Be spiritual. What does it mean to be spiritual in the first place? What does it mean to be spiritual? Be spiritual. Don't be fleshy. Don't be carnal. Be spiritual. It simply means what the Bible tells us after he said those words to us. He says that the carnal mind or the flesh mind sets its mind on the things of the flesh. It is in what you delight in. It is in what you set your heart after. Hallelujah. What is your heart after? In what do you delight? In what do you delight? The Bible says something about love. Love rejoices in the truth. 
love rejoices in the truth. And the Bible says that we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ. Listen. They that are of the spirit rejoice in Christ. They rejoice in the truth. They rejoice in the word. That means that their delight is in Christ. Their delight is in Christ. Hallelujah. What are the things that excite you? Practically, what are the things that excite you as a believer? What are the things that excite you as a believer? What are the things that excite you as a believer? What are the things that brings you satisfaction as a believer? What are those things? Is it the things of this world? You see, the, 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 the funny thing about the things of this world is heaven and earth are passing away. All the things of this world, they are all passing away. So if these are the things that excite you, they will pass away. Hallelujah. But there's something that abides forever, that is the word of the Lord. Amen and amen. Brethren, let's not get it twisted. The essence of our faith is to delight in the Lord and to rejoice in Him always. And delight in Him always. Hallelujah. Amen. How do I develop spiritual appetites? How do I develop spiritual appetite? Now that you know that you are of the Spirit, how do you develop spiritual appetite? Through the disciplines of spiritual activity. Amen and amen. amen. Through the disciplines of spiritual activity. That means that, you see, I stay in the Word of the Lord. I stay in prayer. I stay in fasting. These things, I stay in the fellowship of the brethren. And I'll talk about how important that is. These things help you develop spiritual appetites. <laughs> so that you begin to find joy in the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. You begin to find joy in knowing Christ. You begin to find joy. Then you begin to say like Paul, I count all things but dank for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Not, Paul is saying nothing holds value to me in comparison to my, my desire to know more of him, in comparison to my longing to, to find deeper satisfaction by knowing him more through his word. Everything else is like dunk. That was Paul's comparison. What is your own comparison? Hallelujah. What is our own comparison? You know, we, we quote that scripture, but we must remind ourselves that that was Paul's words. That's Paul's, that is the cry of Paul's heart. Hallelujah. But what is your own cry? What is your own cry? The fact that we quote it does not necessarily mean it is ours. The fact that it's in the Bible does not necessarily mean it is the cry of your own spirit. That is Paul's own cry. That's Paul's own cry. That's Paul's own cry. 
Hallelujah. For example, David cried, My eyes prevent the night's watches that I may meditate in your word. That was David's cry. What's your own cry? What is your own cry? What is the cry of your heart? Hallelujah. What is the cry of your heart? Amen and amen. Listen, the life we have in Christ is a spiritual life. The Bible says that to be carnally minded is dead. As a believer, you are of the spirit, but you can live a carnal life. And the problem with living a carnal life is this, that it will prevent you from experiencing fully the spiritual life that you have in him. Hallelujah. If you are so fleshly minded, if you are so carnally minded, it's all in the mind. If you are so fleshly minded, it is a thinking pattern. It is a thinking pattern. When we talk about carnality and, and the flesh, it is not your skin. We are not talking about your skin. We are talking about a thinking pattern. That's what the Bible says in Romans chapter number 12, verse 1. Be not conformed to this world. But be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means that the conformity to the world is in the thinking, the thinking pattern. That is why he says, be it transformed. How? Through the renewal, the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. So that, and listen to what happens after that. So that you may be able to prove what the good, the acceptable, and perfect will of God is. Remember what I said about the devil. He does not savor the things that be of God, but rather the things that be of men. The things that be of men are the things of this world. Hallelujah. So the devil promotes the things of this world to man, but does not promote the things that be of God. How does he do that? The thinking. So the devil is not concerned about the will of God. That is what, at the heart of it, that is what it is. The devil is not concerned about the will of God. And the man that is carnal is not concerned about the will of God, but is concerned about his own will. He's not concerned about the will of God. But you, he says, are being conformed to this pattern of thinking that is in the world. This pattern of thinking that is not concerned about the will of God. But be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. And through that transformation of your mind, you will realize that you will be able to prove. That means, not, not, not just that you will prove that this is what God wants for me, but you begin to delight in the will of the Lord. Remember what the apostle says. Be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Hallelujah. The spiritual man understands what the will of the Lord of the Lord is. The spiritual man pursues what the will of the Lord is. Hallelujah. The spiritual man desires the will of the Lord. The spiritual man wants to walk in the will of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That is that is the difference. You see, the flesh says, My way, my thoughts, my desires, my longings. The spiritual man has abandoned that and stepped into God's thoughts for me, God's plan for me, God's will for me. That is the difference. That is why Jesus in the garden said, not my will, 
the flesh was trying to take over. He said, not my will, but your will, O God. He knew it was the will of God for him to go to Jerusalem and die. And when Peter was suggesting otherwise to him, he turned to him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Let anybody that is trying to draw you out of your spiritual walk with the Father, say mm. to that person, get thee behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. Mm. Well, yes. They could be well-meaning. Do you know that? Peter was well-meaning. And I don't think what Peter said was was necessarily evil on the face value. It wasn't. I mean, he was just trying to, Jesus was saying, I'm going to die. And Peter was saying, now, listen, why would you go and die? You are with us. You are my friend. Why would you go and die? You are my master. I don't want you to die. Why would you die? Why would you want to go die? No, I'm not going to let you die. You're going to go let I'm not going to let you die. But you see, what Peter did not understand, he did not understand the counsel of God. He did not understand the will of God. And because he did not understand that, he could not see the necessity of the death of Christ in the counsel, plan, and will of the Father. He did not know it. If he had known it, he would have, with tears, said to Jesus, we support you in this agenda. So, you see, being a spiritual man begins with a quest, a, a desire, a longing to walk in the will of God. To walk in the pleasures of the Father. To walk in that way delights the heart of the Father. That is God's will. The pursuit of the will of the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what the carnal mind cannot please God. It cannot. Listen, brethren, the carnal mind cannot please God. That is, the mind that thinks after the pattern of this world, the satisfaction of the flesh, it cannot please God. Not, not that it will not please God. It cannot. It does not have what it takes because it is after worldliness. Hallelujah. Worldliness. It is after worldliness. It is after worldliness. They, they, they can't. They can't even understand it. That's why the Bible says that <laughs> the kind of man cannot even receive the things of God. It, they, they can't even receive it. So if you're even telling them about God's will for your life, they do not have the capacity to receive it. The kind of mind. The kind of mind. Hallelujah. No. Can't receive it. That is why, you see, there are certain things in your life the Holy Ghost reveals to you to do, or there are certain things as a Christian we don't indulge in. When people look at us and tell us that, what is wrong with you? You know, they, they wonder why we don't indulge in those things with them. Sometimes you're there and the Holy Ghost tells you, you know, go pray or go do this. They wonder why. Why are you spending all night praying? They don't see the importance of that. Why are you spending every day? You are so much in the word of God. This archaic book, this book that is, you know, the, the, why, why are you so, why is, why is, why, every time you are, you are concerned, you are investing your money in kingdom work. And the people begin to look at you like, are you foolish? Are you foolish? You're concerned about kingdom work. You give yourself for kingdom work. You're preaching the gospel. You're giving yourself for the work of the kingdom. And they look at you like, what's wrong with you? You're a young girl, and this is what they say to you. Why are you wasting your life? Why are you wasting your life? 
A young man, why are you wasting it? That's their thinking. They see it as a waste. <laughs> they see it as a waste. Because to them, all there is is all we see with our eyes. Oh, but they don't know. That there's mm. more to this life than what our eye sees. There's more. That's what the Bible says, that while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal. We are not driven by temporal things. Mm. Hallelujah. Man. We are not driven by temporal things. We are driven by permanent things of the Spirit. Amen and amen. amen. That is where our our appetite lies. So they wonder, while they are longing for those things, you, you don't you don't you don't even care about it. While they find their satisfaction in their cars and in their shoes and in their in their makeup and in their houses, you 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 you, you your delight is in the Lord of the Lord. Hallelujah. As far amen. as you are concerned, they can have those things. You don't even care about it. Amen and amen. Yeah. You don't find your way. You don't find it. As far as you are concerned, all you want is more of him. Amen and amen. Yeah. You're concerned with the will of the Father. No matter how foolish it may sound to men, that's what you're concerned with. Amen and amen. And your amen. desire is to do the will of God. To do the will of God. That's your desire. Amen and amen. So, so developing spiritual appetite begins with the renewing of your mind. It begins with the renewing of your mind. You see, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and he said to them, I cannot address you as spiritual, but I have to address you as carnal men. These were believers. Paul says, I have to address you as carnal men. That means I must, I must write my letter to you from the standpoint that you are carnal men, you are not spiritual men. Because when I look at some of the things that are going on amongst you, it tells me, it reveals your carnality to me. So I have to address you from that standpoint and help you come out of your carnality. And the beginning point of coming out of your carnality Is the renewing of your mind. How would you renew your mind? Through the word of the Lord. Through the word of God, you begin to exchange the thoughts of the flesh for the thoughts of the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And as you exchange the thoughts of your flesh for the thoughts of your spirit, you begin to exchange the estimations of the flesh for the estimations of the spirit. You begin to place value on spiritual things. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is why we stay in God's word. That is why I said the cry of our more of you is a, is a cry in our spirit that drives us to the word of God. Not like we just sing it on the line and that's the end. No. No. No, then it has not yet touched your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. No, get into the word. Stay in the word. You see, as a believer, because you are a spirit, you live your life from your spirit. 
The Bible says that he that is joined with Christ is one spirit with him. You see, he that is joined with Christ is what? One spirit with him. You and the Holy Ghost are inseparable. You are one. When you pour water into the ocean, you cannot separate that water from the ocean. That is that is just, uh, you know, <laughs> that's the best picture I can give you of your union with Christ, your union with the Spirit of Christ. You have been poured into the ocean. You, ca- you cannot be separated from him. You are irre- irreversibly mingled with him. Hallelujah. He that is joined with Christ is one spirit. You are one spirit. You are one spirit. One spirit. So in you, there are not, it's not like there are two spirits in you. It's one spirit inside of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're one spirit with him. Amen and amen. amen. Fellowship with God. Because he is in your spirit, man. You're one spirit with him. Fellowship with him in his word. In his word. Meditate in the word every day. Spend time in the word of God every day. Seek the counsel of God in his word every day. Hallelujah. As you do that, prayer becomes easy. The reason prayer appears as so much work for believers is because they don't have the word of God in them. You see, the word of God will drive you to prayer. It's simple as that. The word of God will drive you to prayer. Hallelujah. What does it mean? The word of God will do what? Drive you to prayer. When you stay in God's word, the spirit of the word will drive you to prayer. So stay in the word of God. Discipline yourself in God's word. Hallelujah. Long to understand the word of God. In the word of God is a revelation of God's will, God's counsel, God's intent, God's mind. Can we know the mind of God? Yes. God is not vague. God is not abstract. Hallelujah. What God wants us to know of him and what God wants us to know concerning his will is clearly expressly, without any shadow of doubt, revealed in his word. Hallelujah. Understand this. What God wants you to know of him, what God wants you to know concerning his will, is clearly, expressly, without any shadow of doubt, revealed in his word. Hallelujah. Amen. So all those notions that, you know, God is vague, that, that, that thought that God is someone who is vague, I, I can't know him. You can know God. You can. Hallelujah. He showed us who he is in Christ Jesus. He brought us the revelation of his person in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So we can know him. Amen and amen. So stay in God's word. Fellowship in the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Payon Thomas Sete Mogosha. And if you stay in the word of God, it will drive you unto prayer.
Hello? Hello? Yeah, it sounds like we lost that stuff this time. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Sorry, brethren, I think my line I my line dropped for 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 a while. But stay in the word of God. Hallelujah. That is the beginning point of developing spiritual appetite. The word will draw you on your knees in prayer. And you see, when that happens, your prayer life goes beyond seeking things from God. Your prayer life becomes an avenue through which you fellowship with the Father and express your delight in Him. Hallelujah. You you understand what I'm talking about? It becomes a channel through which you 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 fellowship with divinity, with the Father. You 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 just you are just fellowshipping with the Father. You're, he's sharing his desires with you and you with him. Hallelujah. You long so much and you stay there. You stay there. Hallelujah. You understand? When the word drives you into prayer, that's what happens. Amen and amen. Amen. The meaning of prayer for you begins to go beyond asking for things. Mm. Asking just for things. Seeking things. The Bible says that after these things, the Gentiles seek after. You see, all through the Bible, the Bible clearly tells us, you know, shows us by the expression of desires, the difference between the Gentile and the people of God, the spiritual man and the carnal man. Hallelujah. After these things, the Gentiles seek after. But it says, you seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. How can you seek the kingdom without seeking the king? Amen and amen. Develop spiritual desires. Develop spiritual desires. Increase your spiritual appetite. Increase your spiritual appetite. How? First of all, renew your mind through the word of the Lord. As you do that, you begin... Things of the spirit will begin to mean more to you than things of this world. Amen and amen. The things yeah. of the spirit will begin to mean more to you than the things. You see, if not, you can easily be swayed to flow on the broad way in the thinking of this world. Because they sound so nice and reasonable. I'm telling you, listen, they sound what nice and what reasonable. They sound very nice and reasonable. But only the spiritual man can see beyond whatever reason is presented to see how evil the thought really is. Hallelujah. It's only the spiritual man that can do that. Hallelujah. Be spiritual. Be what? 
to be spiritual does not mean, as I've explained today, to be spiritual does not mean to be spooky. No, <laughs> there's no spookiness in spirituality. But to be spiritual meaning is to be discerning of the will of God. Hallelujah. To have your appetite in the things of the Spirit. To have your delight, your desire in the Lord. And how do you express that? In your desire in the Word. Amen and amen. So go for the Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. More of you, more of you, more of you, Jesus, more of you. We sing more of you. We sing more of you, Jesus, more of you, more of you, more of you. We sing more
And narrow is the way, and only few. You are in the narrow way. You have come. He is Christ Jesus. He's only one. The broad way is everybody else. Every kind of thinking is accepted. Any kind of any anybody, anybody outside of Christ, any thinking outside of Christ is accepted as the broad way. Is a Broadway, Broadway theater. Hallelujah. And Amen. people have their popcorns and they are sitting there enjoying it. And it sounds fun, fun. You see, one of the draws of worldliness is this thing called fun, fun syndrome, fun syndrome. Is this thing called fun? So sometimes the church, we, we, we because we also want to, we, we want to, you know, be like that. We we want everything in the kingdom to be fun. So the draw, oh, come for this, it will be fun. Come for that, it will be fun. Fun has become the driving force for everything we do. So even in our in the church, our programs, we organize everything we do. We want it to be fun. So we inject things that will make will, will make it fun. In quotes, you understand. We inject things, and even in the service, we want to do things to make it fun. What is fun? The tickling of the flesh of men. Mm. The tickling, but the church is not here to tickle the flesh of men. We are here to stir up your spirit, man. Hallelujah. Unto godliness. Unto the love of the Father. Hallelujah. Mm. In the kingdom, it is not fun. The Bible did not say. The Bible did not say that the kingdom of God is in, is, is in righteousness, peace, and fun in the Holy Ghost. He said the kingdom of God is in righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy is different from fun. Joy is different from fun. Hallelujah. I'm gonna show you something, an example of fun. Moses was up in the in the mountain. Receiving the law of the Lord, bringing it down. The children of Israel said to Aaron, This Moses, we don't know what has happened to him up there. You know what? Make us a God and let's worship him. And the Bible says that they pressed Aaron, and Aaron, also being a weak leader, gave in to their desires and told them, Bring me your earrings. They brought their earrings and all their jewelry, and he, he melted them and molded a golden calf. And the Bible says that the people rose up to play. Hallelujah. They rose up to do what? To play. What does that mean? They rose up to have fun. After they had elevated, they had, they had created a God out of what they had. And they worshipped their God by what? Having fun. Fun. The fun syndrome. Hallelujah. Be careful. Be careful. Am I saying that don't have fun in your life? No. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. Spirit, the essence of spirit, our spiritual work is not fun. There are people who are chasing fun everywhere. They are looking for fun in everything. That's what they are looking for, fun. It's called the fun syndrome. In the kingdom, it's righteousness, peace, and joy where? In the Holy Ghost. Not fun in the Holy Ghost. So because of that, we water down spiritual realities with with things that are supposed to inject fun. So believers are so shallow, so shallow, 
every time they are driven by fans. So if they come and you don't give them anything that will make it fun, they don't want it. They are running health as skelter, chasing fun, not Christ. That's what they are after. It's not fun. Oh, this thing is too boring. If they sit under a message that is expounding the word of truth to them for one hour, it is boring to them. It is boring to them. If they come to church and you don't provide fun for them, they don't like it. There has to be, because that's how they've been conditioned. Fun, fun, fun. It is worldliness. It is what? Worldliness. Hallelujah. Amen. It is worldliness. Come out of it. It doesn't matter if you are the only one who holds that opinion. Don't fall for Broadway theater. It is perfectly okay to be the only person who thinks otherwise. It is perfectly okay. Today I'm telling you this. Don't be pressured to go. Don't follow the multitude to sin. You get what I'm talking about? Don't follow the multitude. You see? Don't follow the multitude. Ah, yeah, Tenini Cotantes. Don't follow the multitude. Amen and amen. It's perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay. You may lose our friends. It's perfectly okay. Hallelujah. Because of your thinking. Amen. Amen. This is why the fellowship of the brethren is important. One of the ways to help develop your spiritual appetite is to constantly fellowship with the brethren. Yeah. To constantly fellowship with the brethren. Constantly be in fellowship with their brethren. Because like begets like. If you are always in the fellowship of the brethren, it would develop your spiritual appetites. Amen. Amen and amen. But if you are always in the fellowship of people who think worldly thoughts, there are certain Christians you should not work with. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? There are certain Christians, I'm saying Christians, you should not work with them. There are Christians who are worldly in their thinking. They will make you like them. They will do what? They will make you like them. Be careful. Hallelujah. Because they are worldly in their thinking. They will infuse you with their worldly thinking. And if you are not careful, you also become like them. All of a sudden, you realize that your spiritual appetite begins to wane. You begin to grow cold. When you are with them, and you say, oh, why? Why are we why are you doing this prayer? So every time, are you the only one? That, are you the only one? <laughs> are, are you the only one? Why? You, if you pray, don't you get tired? Don't you get tired? These are some of the thoughts. These are some of the things. My brethren, let's not fall for those false ideas. They are called carnality. They are called what? Worldliness. Hallelujah. Come out of that. But for them, anything that is fun, they chase after it. They go out. Their eyes will pop wide. They are so awake. That is how to sit under a sermon. 20 minutes they are sleeping. Sit behind a Nigerian movie. You, hey, he cannot. Hey, look at him. He cannot. Hey. <laughs> oh, Lord. Did you see? Did you see? They 
here chewing popcorn. You see the thing? Fifteen minutes behind the way they take the Bible, five minutes they are dozing. They are sleeping. Hallelujah. Five minutes behind the word of God, their eyes are sleeping. Hallelujah. Sleeping. If that happens to you, no, I'm not if that is happening to you, you should be worried. You should be seriously worried. Today's message will help you. Hallelujah. But I know it's a generation. We know better. Amen and amen. Yeah. If you find yourself sleeping, you should be seriously worried that you take the Bible five minutes and you are sleeping. You should be serious. But the moment you wake up and you put on a Nigerian movie, you are there. You watch. Uh, hallelujah. You can watch and watch and watch and watch it all. The moment you can be with your friends having conversation, you laugh and laugh. The moment the conversation changes to the word of God, let's bring out a Bible and say, all of a sudden, you begin to twitch. I have to go. I have to do that. All of a sudden, all the things you have to do, just it just appears all of a sudden. But when, when you were doing other things, those ones, you see, it, those things, they are just indicators. Eh? They are, you know, when you're driving a car, there are indicators in your car. When your tire pressure is low, it will indicate. It will start blinking. When your gas is low, it will blink to you. These are indicators telling you you are low, your spirituality is low. Is low. Mm-hmm. Put fuel inside. Hallelujah. They are just indicators to you. Amen and amen. 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 Yeah. Oh, Pastor Sam Crow, why every morning we are, why should we pray every morning? Is it by force? <laughs> it is by force. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? You see, by the time you are asking, you see, this question, when you ask this question, it is a revelation of a carnal thinking. Why? Why should we even give in the church? Why? But you see, you will not ask any question when you are using, you know, yourself and whatever you have for things of this world that don't last, have no eternal value. You you don't have any question. But the moment it comes to the things of God, all of a sudden you have questions. You have so many questions, so many questions. It is an indication. It is drinking. Ping, 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 ping. Spirituality low. Ping, 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 ping. Kana, 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 kana. Canality high. Spirituality low. It is showing you. The moment it comes to the things of God, you have a thousand questions. But every other thing, oh, it's good now. It's good. Let's, you know, there's a problem. Hallelujah. Be spiritual. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. We give God all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you for your word that has come to us today. I pray that let this word bring a renewal of mind in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let every drive towards carnality deliver us from every drive towards carnality. Anybody in our life that is leading us into community, I pray, Father, take such people out of our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, connect us with people who drive us onto spirituality, people who would drive us to desire and delight in the things of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.